Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Nelson with Praise Jesus Christ Ministries podcast. We welcome you if this is your first time. Uh, we encourage you to get a Bible so that you can read along. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. We are going to be reading, as I've said, from the Holy Bible. We are in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, or the preacher, is uh, in the Old Testament. We are going to be reading chapter one. Uh, again, for those of you who are new, we've been reading through the Bible, through the first chapter of every book of the Old Testament, moving onwards towards the New Testament. We are up to the book of Ecclesiastes. If you've missed our past episodes, go back to the ministry YouTube channel, to our podcast channel for Praise Jesus Christ Ministries, and you can hear all the episodes. We have other sermons online teachings and music and much more and may bless you in jesus name let's pray and we're going to just jump straight into chapter one of ecclesiastes heavenly father we love you we come into your courts into your gates of thanksgiving thank you for food clothing and shelter please forgive us for our sins lord wash us in your holy blood mind body soul and spirit guide us as we read your word help us to hide it in our heart to walk in your word to believe it to apply it to be vessels of honor, of righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Ecclesiastes, or the preacher, chapter 1. In Jesus' name. Amen. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. King Solomon is writing this book, right? Uh, he's one of the wealthiest men to ever live, right? One of the wisest, second to Christ, right? And um, he's saying everything is vain here. All is vanity. Vain is without purpose, without meaning, without, you know, this is a man who had everything. And he had the Lord. And he still fell away because of his concubines and his, his wives that were probably in worshiping false gods who led him astray. And it's like celebrities who have so much money and, and people who are billionaires, they don't know what to do with their money and they, they be bored. And Solomon's something like that, right? Vanity of vanities, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Verse three, what profit has a man of all his labor, which he takes under the sun? One generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. It's basically saying life is short. You live your life, you go through the cycles of life, childhood, teenage years, young adulthood, adulthood, then you're, before you know it, you're an old person and life is done, you know? Verse five, the sun also arises and the sun goes down and haste to its place where he arose. The wind goes towards the south and turns about unto the north. It whirls about continually, and the wind returns again according to his circuits. All the rivers run to the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Ain't that true? 
as beautiful as life is, you know, Solomon is getting all deep and, and philosophical. It's, it's, it's not enough. You're not, you're not satisfied with living in a fallen world. You know, you just, people want more. Their flesh wants more. It's interesting how the Bible says how creation, along with the manifested sons of God, the saints, the church, is groaning, awaiting the return of Christ. It's really interesting when you look upon those scriptures and then you look at like that and you look at stuff like this. Look at verse 9. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. That's a saying in the world. Eh? There's nothing new under the sun that comes from the Bible. Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been. It has already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. Now, when you think of the word preacher, you don't really think of Solomon as a preacher. You think of him as a king. A preacher is someone who preaches. They, pro they profess. They, they verbally, they're lifting their voice like a trumpet. They have a message, that, that, uh, an announcement. When preaching is done, it's done in a tiresome manner, in a manner where someone, they let out all their energy. Right? That's preaching. Solomon here is called the preacher, and he's a king over Israel. It's really interesting, right? And I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. He had all this wisdom that, that God gave him. He was the wisest man, right? Second to Christ. He wanted to know everything on, on, under heaven. Some of you are like that in the sense where God leads you in a season to learn about the enemy we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices. However, there's a big difference between, for example, uh, learning how to defend Christianity from the false teachings of, say, Islam and the Quran. Uh, you don't have to actually have a Quran in your home, though, because that's an accursed item. You shouldn't have accursed items in your home. You, you can find verses that debunk their own faith within the Quran. You can find verses that show that Muhammad was a false prophet. You can find verses to show how the Bible contradicts what they believe that the Bible says and stuff that they say, like, if you want the truth, you go to the people of the book, which is the Christians. You can find those verses online very easily with a Google search. You do not need to buy a physical Quran and have it in your house. I, I believe that that would be error. Um, you know, you want to know all things undone under heaven in, in a sense, you know, but the Bible says we know in part. You're not going to know everything. But you know all that you need to know that God will reveal to you. Um, one of the interesting things with academics, people in any academic field is, especially when they reject God, when they reject the Bible, Christianity, uh, when they're atheists, usually. They, uh, these are people who are a bunch of so-called know-it-alls. They, they think they know everything, you know, but they don't, right? obviously. They're kind of like Solomon. They're searching around trying to learn everything. And sometimes it leads to, to error. It leads to false doctrine. It could be dangerous if you run around trying to learn everything when you're not grounded and rooted in the Bible.
that's what we have to make sure that we are. Before we go around looking at anything, you have to look at it within the lens of scripture. Look at it from the foundation, from the anchor of scripture. Everything is spiritually discerned around us. Amen. All things that are done under heaven, the sword travail has God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. To be vexed is to be angry, so vexation of spirit. Every, everything, it messes with your spirit. Verse 15, that which is crooked cannot be made straight. Well, we know with Christ it can be, amen? That which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate. I have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom. We talked about this last episode of the podcast about how Christ is, is the wisdom of God. Are you giving your heart to know him, right? To know wisdom and to know madness and folly. That we don't want to do. <laughs> I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit, just like we just kind of recapped. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. That's true. When you when you increase knowledge, even when you increase the knowledge of in the knowledge of God, right? You increase in the joy of the Lord, Amen. But it's sorrow. It's sorrow that increases because you. You're grieving more over the condition of man, over the condition of the fallen world around us. It brings sorrow to your heart, knowing that there's there's so many lost souls that are rejecting the Lord. When you increase in wisdom, you realize how much more, especially from, again, from a biblical foundation, you realize how much more that the enemy has pushed an agenda throughout all history to come against the written and spoken and living and breathing word of God. And it's, it brings sorrow knowing how deceived people are. But we're not without hope. We're, we're not destitute. We know that with the comforter, with the Holy Ghost, we can carry out the good news, the gospel, the great commission. We can preach this good news. We can disciple people. We can teach them about the character of God, but they have to receive that ultimately for themselves. We can guide people with fivefold ministry. We can pour into people. We can build them up. We can release them to continue to do that same kingdom work, but they have to receive it themselves. And that, in a sense, that's an increase of sorrow because some people won't. Some people, they are a Christian. They are professing believers. They are a part of the ministry. They are being fed well. They have great leaders. But because of something in their heart, because of a heart issue, they're not going to step up. Their leadership wants to release them, but do they want to be released themselves? Some people like uh, not having to do more. They feel uh, the bare minimum is okay in the workplace. And when they get saved and they become a Christian, sometimes they feel like, well, there's that same attitude. It's equated to their faith. That the bare minimum is okay. As long as I go to a local service, I have a local fellowship, it's, it's okay. But you should have those things. But 
That's the bare minimum. You should, you should be released, activated into your own personal assignment. For some of you, your assignment is to help build that ministry. And some people don't walk in that. And it's, it's sorrowful. There's a lot of different ways to look at verse 18. Verse 18 is real deep, and it summarizes the whole chapter. The whole chapter, Solomon is saying, you know, life is short. Life is, is, is vain. It's vexation of spirit. Man, I got all this, all this wisdom, Solomon is saying. I got all this wisdom God has given me. I'm so wise. Wisest man on, on all the earth. But I'm sorrowful. People come to his presence to hear his wisdom, like we see the Queen of Sheba. Right, People stand around him, his servants, to hear his wisdom. They get of it freely. But how many of them are applying it themselves? Probably, probably very few. To be the wisest person is great. But most of the people around him are probably not always receiving his wisdom. That could be sorrowful. That could, that could be very, very sorrowful for a parent, for a teacher, for a minister. For anyone in a position of authority, um, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Now, we know, ultimately, yes, uh, you know, a lot of stuff around us is vain. It's a good reminder of the, of, of the fact that this is not your home. We're, we're pilgrims. We're just traveling through here. Our real home is with the Lord in him. Our real home is in heaven, in glory, in the new Jerusalem. And... You shouldn't be too attached to the things around you because when Christ comes back, he's going to consume this earth with fire. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. All is vanity. Appreciate the time you have here. Cherish it. Spend as much time as you can with your loved ones. Mend those broken relationships if possible. Have joy in the fellowship with saints. Don't take that for granted. If you have a local body around you, pray for that you would be sent helpers, that you would be a helper. You know, walk in your callings. Do it with joy. Be a cheerful giver. Give to the kingdom of the Lord. Physically, emotionally, mentally, financially. Give to the work of the kingdom. We have so much work to do. Do it with joy, knowing that it's not in vain. But this beast system is vain. This world that we're in right now, it's a fallen world and it's, it's, it's going to pass away. So just don't be, don't be consumed with anxiety or ungodly fear. Um, you know, that cycle of life is going to happen and eventually you're going to stand before the Lord. When you stand before him at that great white throne judgment seat of Christ, will he say, I never knew you? Depart from me, you who worked lawlessness. Or will he say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's all that matters in the end. Let's pray. We thank you, Jesus, for your wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that you, through Solomon, you are the one who is the preacher preaching to us. Tiresomely, wearisome. Reaching out to us, crying at the our at our gates, our ear gate, our eye gate. Lord, I pray that, like Solomon, in a positive context, we would have an increase of wisdom, 
and that we would not be too connected to the things of this world. Lord, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us understanding. Keep us from doing what Solomon did though. Keep us from falling into madness and folly. But help us to understand that the things around us should be a vexation of spirit because the things around us, which are anti-Christ, should bother us. Let us be vexed by sin. Let us be vexed by the enemy, vexed by how the enemy has others in bondage. And let us be used to help others, to be like Solomon when he judged between the woman who had her baby switched with the other woman who had a, a dead baby. And Solomon said he was going to use the sword. And, and, and Lord, you as the great. We're not raising our hand and trying to get out of this world. We, we break any death wish spoken over ourselves. Lord, we want to live a full life to work for you, to serve you and serve others. And we thank you, God, for the privilege, for, for the honor. May you be glorified in our lives and may our lives be a pleasing incense, a fragrance to your throne, along with our tears, along with our prayers, oh God. For your glory, your honor and praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. If this message has blessed you, um, sow into the ministry. If this message has blessed you, let us know. Leave a comment. If this message has blessed you, please share it. We appreciate your prayers for the ministry. Please take time to pray for this ministry. That these messages will go out to people who are hungry for Christ, who are not being fed properly. Uh, we want to do more and all your support however little it is we can do much with um we're running out of time we have to redeem the time if you have questions reach out if you need deliverance reach out if you um are seeking fellowship we have a remote an in-person Bible study and prayer meeting every other week. And we have service every Sunday in the Orlando, Florida area. Reach out. We would love to have you and, and your family uh, be our guest. And uh, we salute all of you saints out there in the body of Christ. We salute all you other ministers and ministries. We're not gangs. We're all in one body of Christ. And we love you all. We... um. 
We are praying for you. Amen. Shalom.